What does it mean to live with less stuff and more compassion? That's the question we aim to answer every Monday on the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. Part of living with intentionality is about sculpting the future you want, considering each detail as it relates to your day-to-day life. And that's exactly what this episode is about. In this conversation, we break down why we decided to move to a little country in Europe called Slovenia and how it relates to living out our values. I take a bit of a backseat in this conversation as Marsha relives a dream that's near and dear to her heart. We also talk about uh, how we won't be missing the dangerous wildlife in Australia. And uh, look, we hope that this this discussion gives you some inspiration to ruthlessly pursue what you want with conviction and optimism. You're listening to episode 14 of the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. I'll chat to you again after the conversation. So guys, I'll just say before we get started that I'm still recovering from a cold, so I may sound a bit funny and I do apologize if it's not to the (laughs) normal standard. So to your normal beautiful voice. Oh, please. <laughs> I've struggled with that, actually. But yeah. I'm finally at peace with how I sound. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, anyway, so today we're going to be talking about um, minimalist vegans moving to Slovenia, which is our 14th episode. Yep. As you would have said in the introduction. <laughs> yep, probably. <laughs> um, so I guess we wanted to um, give you an update or just share with you why we've decided to move to Slovenia, what the background story is on that and yeah, give you a little bit of information about a country that most people don't know even exists or get it mixed up with Slovakia half the time. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone, yeah, when uh, I tell people where we're moving, they're like, Slovakia, where, oh, hang on, Slovenia, where's that? Why? And they're like, hang on, why are There's you moving There's a million there? questions, yeah. we'll get to that in yes. a second. So. I guess um, to start off with, we want to tell you why we decided to move there. Yep. And to go a little bit further back than why uh, makes it much more explainable and much easier to understand to say that that's where I was born. Yep. And I spent the first eight years of my life living in the capital, Ljubljana, in Slovenia, which is how you pronounce it. Which. (laughs) No one knows how Did to pronounce. Right? How did you say it? Ljubljana. No, Ljubljana. Okay. Ljubljana. All right, guys. Let's see uh, <laughs> if you're listening to this. Uh, we'll spell out the uh, the name for Ljubljana for you. There and, you go. That's a bit better. Oh yeah, I got it. Um, and uh, bonus points if you can pronounce it properly. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So my family lived there till I was eight. We were all born there. My siblings and I, besides my older sister, she was born in Germany. Um, and then we moved to Australia, we moved to Sydney for a couple of years and then we've been in Canberra ever since. So I've been in Australia for 23 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and ever since we came here, I've dreamt of going back pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, ever since Michael's known me and that's been what now, 19 years that he's known me. You've been talking about for Oh wow. So you knew me. So I was only in Australia for like three-ish years, three, four years until you met me. Yeah. That's bizarre. But I don't remember you talking about Slovenia as much in high school. That's because we weren't even really friends. Yeah, true. And I didn't want to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
Anyways. You were too cool to talk about it then. No, I wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't a thing that came up. Yeah. Well, maybe I was probably trying to fit in a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> you had other things on your mind. And um, so, yeah, so we went... Actually, on that note, like, do you remember when, like, at what point in your life that the feeling of wanting to go back to Europe and to Slovenia became quite apparent? Like, what, you know, because I think we made a really good point. So, in high school, it wasn't front of mind. When did it become front of mind for you? Um, Probably when I finished school. Sure. And I started planning my future and thinking about what I wanted to do. But yeah. even then, it wasn't like, oh, it's like a definite. I mean, in I always felt like I wanted to move back to Europe, yeah. maybe not necessarily Slovenia. Um, and you went to Europe You, you, you at the end of grade 12 you went back to europe did that yeah so 2005 yeah went back with my mum. yeah and did you get those feelings at that point do you think um i didn't so it was after i think it must have been after Came later on yeah yeah so yeah so i've been back twice since but both times i mean it had this feeling of like like my dream is coming true. So the first time that I went back, it was like a dream coming true for me. Sure. Because I'd been wanting to go back. Um, actually, no, I lie. I think I did. Mm. Because I'd kind of, yeah, been thinking about it and, and it felt like such a distant memory for some reason mm. that it was like, wow, this is actually happening. I remember like pinching myself going, oh my God, I'm actually going back. I'm going to go back to where I... You know, the streets where I used to play with my friends and hang out Learn with people. How to ride a and, and yeah, all, all your, of like, those things. Experiences. Yeah. yeah. And because it, it's such a magical place that I think as a child, it was like probably one of the most ideal places to grow up. That's how I felt like. Sure. And it, I was, it was obviously a very sheltered place. Um, and it brought me a lot of joy. So I guess I wanted to kind of continue reliving that. Mm. And probably a part of that was because I really struggled settling in, in Australia. Yeah. Cause I didn't know any English. I was bullied a lot. I was teased a lot. And oh. I think that that's probably why it was like, I just want to go back to the way that things were. Sure. Um, and I've just realized that now. Yeah. <laughs> so, Guys, uh, the things pod- that come out. <laughs> podcast is part therapy as well. Uh, <laughs> Marshall's, Marshall's reflection time. <laughs> oh, funny. Um, so, yeah, so that's... No, but you've said that before. I think you've made that connection before. Not, about, not in that way, though. You know, go, you know, you had really great experiences there. You've been, like, really, you know, popular in Slovenia and I just had a really good life. And then yeah. the... the life was very different in Australia. So, of yeah. course, when you look at both situations, you're like, yeah. well, one was a great experience. I was mm. on top of the world and the other, what, not so much. So, mm. you've been kind of longing to get back to that. But I didn't make the connection as to why that's why I wanted, why I'd been dreaming about sure. to go back okay. for a long time. Okay. Um, so, anyway, so moving to um, 10 years after I went first back, mm. Michael and I went back together. Yep. And that was in 2015. Yes. And I showed him around. So, do you want to tell them what you thought of Slovenia? Well, I'm curious. Were you... Were you... Like, how did you... I mean, I was trying to pitch it to you, let's be honest. Yeah. (laughs) So, you had... Like, you... 
Were you nervous at all about the expectations you had created for me about? Well, I wanted the expect like the expectations to live up to how the reality was for you. Yeah. Okay. So, in my eyes, it was like, oh, I hope I haven't talked it up too much, yeah. and I hope that he actually likes it as much as I do because I think that would have been soul crushing for me if you're like. Yawn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this place is too boring for me. But may honestly, I think it's interesting because if it happened maybe five years prior, yeah, maybe it would have been a different story. Sure. You know what I mean? Because you would have been in a different state in your life and you wouldn't have been a minimalist or a vegan or had yeah. gone on t- into that state of wanting simplicity. Yeah. So, um, mm, yeah, you, you know, so maybe, maybe a bigger city would have appealed to you much more then yeah i don't know like i'm a you, you know me like a, you know, i've you know unlike marsha i mean i've stayed i've been in australia a bit longer than marsha so since i was three years old and so canberra is all i've known so i've and and, and canberra is a great city it's um you know about three hundred fifty thousand people and it's a really it's a slower pace and a it's bigger so city easy to live here. but it's just so convenient so um, for me, when we were traveling around Europe and, you know, we went to France, Italy, the UK, uh, Croatia, Slovenia, um, you know, and we, did, we, you know, we did some big cities and we checked out Europe, but, uh, but for me, I took the most liking to Slovenia and, um, I didn't have huge expectations to be honest. Um, I was kind of just open to see what it was like, but out of the gates, I just loved the fact that. The population of uh, Ljubljana was similar to Canberra, uh, 290,000 people. Um, already, it's like that pace. Yeah. It was a pace that I was familiar with. So, already, I felt a little bit more comfortable. It wasn't too busy or didn't feel like I was like in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. So, um, from there, I was just open. I really like the city area. Like, I like the walkway and just like looking at the bridges and the water and what's going on over there as well. And um, it just had a real... So, the old town. Yeah, the old town. And it had a real medieval feel. And it just... Um, yeah, it just, I saw a lot of students. I noticed that there was like a lot of students and old people. Um, <laughs> and so, looking at the demographic, I liked the energy. Uh, and then, of course, yeah, as you said, because, you know, I just recently went through the, you know, transition to a vegan lifestyle. Um, to see that there were so many food options was a huge tick, particularly mm. in comparison to Canberra. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think it ticked a lot of those boxes. Um, and I, I certainly exceeded my expectations. Um, you know, and I think when we were there, we'll just, I, I think most couples do this, no matter where you travel in the world, it could be in your country or outside. You just, you always sort of ask that question, oh, this is a really great city. Could you actually live here? So I think we played that game a little bit when we were there. Um, well, and, you even said to me, I could move here right now. And I was yeah. like, uh, <laughs> You're ready, I ain't. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I, yeah, I just think, yeah, I, I think the main thing was nature, pace, food. Yeah. Um. So it ticked a lot of those boxes for me. Yeah. So we then came back. Yeah. And we just put it on the back, like we didn't think about it. And we opened up an online store in the meantime. And then it was like definitely off the cards. Yeah. And then last year, 2018, we decided to close our online store. Yep. And that's when I guess everything was opened up again. And we're like, you know what? Let's do it. Like, we've been talking about it on and off for a decade. And like, I finally felt mentally ready. 
yeah. to move because I'm close with my parents. And yeah. I think that, that was the hold up for me is like moving to the other side of the world. Yeah. Um, and I struggled with that for a while. Yeah. But I felt like, okay, I mean, they did the same thing. <laughs> but I shouldn't like, you know, that's not the reason why I felt okay with it. It was more so like, okay, I need to be my own independent person. Sure. And, you know, like technology is great these days and they'll come visit and I'll come visit here. So, and I feel like sometimes it's important to, to step away, to grow as a, as a person as well. So that's, I'm trying to look at all of the positives here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But you know what? It wasn't, um, you know, when, when we close the online store, it's, um, you know, everything was on the table. Yeah. And it's not like, we were actually just ready to leave Canberra. Yeah. Uh, initially, it wasn't, um, it wasn't like we're leaving Canberra because we want to move to Slovenia. It was like, no. we're ready to just shake things up and change yeah. our environment completely. Yeah. And, you know, we considered lots, of, like we looked at our own backyard. We thought, okay, is there any city that we would prefer to live in in Australia? And we couldn't think of anywhere that would but we'd been talking about that for a long time. Yeah. I mean, we could have moved failings anywhere, really. Yeah, but we... Okay, let's go through the cities that we considered. Mm-hmm. Sydney, Melbourne, um, Byron Bay. I don't think we ever considered Tasmania or Hobart, no. I did. Or you did, yeah. Uh, yeah, you tried to pitch that. Um, we did considered Auckland. Did you mention Adelaide already? Uh, we even considered Adelaide at some point. Uh, Blue Mountains, I think, was a discussion. It was at least a discussion. Yeah. Uh, we thought about um, Vancouver. Vancouver. That was like a maybe a six to twelve month campaign for Vancouver. Like and then we, actually, we were planning to go there. Yeah, it was like, and then we went to Vancouver. We and actually, then we we're like, maybe not. Crap, it's really expensive. Yeah, it's very expensive. <laughs> and it's yeah. a bit too big for our life. Yeah, it was a bit big. It's as beautiful, well. but yeah, it's just gorgeous. not really us. Um, I've mentioned Portland, but you you had no bar of that. <laughs> um, and, and then we got to Europe and I don't know, do we consider any cities in Europe outside of Slovenia? I mean, we vaguely thought about Zagreb in Croatia. Did we? No. No. That's probably more recently. Okay. Yeah. Um, not really. Yeah. I don't think London no. was an option. No, too expensive as well. I mean, you were trying to pitch Berlin or Amsterdam to me. Yeah. But I was like... Berlin, I like the vegan movement there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so there you go. So, we, you know, so on and off for many years, we've been talking about different cities. Mm. So, when we're finally ready to shake things up, um, Slovenia just naturally went to the top of the list um, as a livable place for us. So, everywhere else was good for maybe visiting, but... Um, we found that Ljubljana, actually, we can actually see ourselves living there and having it as a home base as well. Yeah. So, with our dog, Chewy, we're actually moving there this August. Mm. And it's interesting because a lot of people, when you start telling them, or we've been telling people for a while now, they just go, why would you move to Slovenia? Like, yep. what are you going to do? Are you moving there for work? What are you going to do for work? 
And why would you want to leave Australia in the first place? Like, <laughs> yeah. Australia is such a great country. Even Slovenians ask that question. Yeah. Like, no, no, for real. <laughs> why are you coming here? We'd want to go to where you guys live. Yeah. But it's that whole thing of, you know, wanting what you don't have as well. But sure. for us, it's more so like, well, you only live once and this is something. Like, why not? Yeah. It should be more the question as to why. But so many people tend to just live within their comfort zones. Mm. And I think, I feel like we are happy to try things and just see how it goes. And we yeah. have this attitude of, well, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. Um, but, you know. To our detriment. In all honesty. To our detriment. No, we're, really <laughs> we're, we're relentless. Like, we're very, I think, courageous in the things that we do. Yeah, um, but we are moving there because it's also a comfort zone. Like it's not as big of a hurdle as it would be. Like we're both, I'm very familiar with the area. Hmm. You've acquainted yourself with it. It's super easy to get around. Um, well, let's start off just by like telling people where Slovenia actually is so yeah. that they actually have a bit of a point and give yes. them some facts about it. So. Sure. Slovenia is a little country that borders Croatia, Italy, Hungary, and Austria. And so it's in south, um, southern central Europe. And it, the population is about just over 2 million people. Yes. Um, and it's quite small. So us living in Australia would literally take the same time to get from one side of the country to the other as it would from us getting here to Sydney, which is three hours. Yeah. Um, and that's like the longest point to the, you know, from one side to the other. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. So. I mean, cons- yeah. I mean, that's crazy to us being in Australia. It's such a, a big continent that, yeah. It's yeah. Such, so vast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they're also part of the European Union. Yep. Um, so I just recently got my passport. And so we can actually pretty much live anywhere in Europe. As long yep. as they're part of the EU, we can go within there. Um, That's um, one of the many reasons why I married you, Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> Please excuse the dog as well. Um, just, you know, having a bit of a chat with the, the, do- the dog next door. <laughs> um, and the beautiful thing is that 74% of it's actually covered by forests. So it's a very green, yeah. lush country. Yeah. Um, and you can like, you can smell that the air is super fresh there, Yeah, you know, even when you're walking around and that's what I love about it. Um, and the fact that you can get to like the four different with, countries uh, the water within, the top is really within fresh. two hours. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if we want to do like a weekend or even a day trip, we can just like hop over to Austria for the day. Yeah. Um, which is crazy. Yeah, that's... Like, that's unheard of. We're, we're used to being on We're an in island. Australia. Yeah, so. we're on an island. <laughs> <laughs> so, not much happens here. Yeah. In that sense. Um, uh, we even have to jump on a ferry or a boat to get to, like, another part of yeah. Australia. Yeah. Like, if we wanted to get to Tassie. Um, and so, we're planning on living in the capital, which we mentioned before, which is Ljubljana. Um, and... As Michael said, it's similar population to Canberra. It's a little bit less, yeah. Um, but it's a really nice size, mm. and it's not. It doesn't feel like it's crazy busy on the streets all the time. And I think it's becoming more and more uh, 
popular in, in terms of tourism. Yeah. And we think that's a good thing, but we also are a little bit concerned about the streets just being overcrowded. Like what's happened to Croatia? Yeah. It's just over flooded with people all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great for the economy, but I think that it can sometimes wear down locals in terms of, you know, just being able to have their own peace as well. So we'll see how that goes over the next few years living there as well. Sure. Um, But the beautiful thing about it, some of the things that I'm really excited about is that it's a really clean place. Like it's super clean. Yeah. I was was actually just blown away with um, a lot of the countries we visited in Europe in general. Mm. But I was particularly blown away. It's like immaculate. Yeah. It is squeaky clean. Yeah. Outside, wherever you walk, there's barely any rubbish anywhere. Mm. Yeah. So, and I did a little bit of research on this. And they actually have a goal to be zero waste, like zero waste to landfill by 2025. Awesome. Which is amazing. Yeah. Um, And so, it's the first city in the EU to actually do that. Yep. And they were actually named the um, the European Green Capital for 2016. So, they're, they're doing a lot of things right. Yep. And I think that's only going to help, like, you know, on the streets you're walking past and there's about four or five different types of bins on the street. Yeah. And if they catch you throwing something in the wrong bin, you actually get fined. Yep. Or if you throw in, like a letter with your address on it into the wrong bin, they'll yeah. they'll post you a fine. Yeah. So they're serious about it and yeah. I think it's, it's not amazing. All talk. It's not it's like it's not just like, oh yeah, this is what we intend to do. They've yeah. really implemented some things. And I think the culture actually really believes in reducing waste. So yeah. Well it's about education and yeah. once they're educated and people care, you know, you can't implement things unless people care about it. Yeah. So it's a priority. It's a conscientious kind of yeah. um area. So that's it's it's pretty amazing and I'm really excited. And the thing is, if their plan is for zero waste, that only means that there'll be more zero waste stores. Correct. And places where you can support the yeah. whole economy in that way. Yep. So, that's great. Um, the other thing is that I've always had a thing for, and when we've talked about moving to different cities is, how safe is it? I'm massive on safety. Yeah. And like, you know, we live in a bit of a bubble here in Canberra. Yeah. And it's pretty safe here. It's I mean, very safe. Some people might not say that we're just sheltered in what we see <laughs> yeah. on the news and stuff, but oh, but comparatively, yeah, comparatively to a lot of other cities. But at the same time, it is much smaller than a lot of other yes. cities. So, um, but yeah, it's it's really really safe there. Um, and we like when we went back, everyone was super friendly. Most people speak English, which makes it so much easier. Yeah. For tourists and for us, like I've completely forgotten Slovenian. So for me, it's like literally relearning it, which is insane. Yeah. You were there till you were eight. You were just, you were so shocked. It's like you lost a superpower. Yeah. It's I, like, like your superpower just I was wasn't working. I paralyzed. I was like, yeah. how can I not be understanding anything? Like I speak sober Croatian fluently. So there's yeah. a little bit of overlap when it comes to language in that sense. Yeah. But I don't remember anything otherwise. Yeah. Like I've been back twice. My mum speaks fluently but when we came here I replaced English with Slovenian yeah 
Um, and because we didn't speak it at home anymore, it just completely went for me. Yeah. Now, if I look back, I wish that I kept that language because... Oh, but you'll relearn it. But well, I think that um, I, I, obviously well, it'll be much easier for well, me yeah. than it'll be for you. Yeah, I'll, I will be You'll trying. be a struggler. This will be probably my greatest challenge. No, honestly. For, it's a hard language. It's it's a hard language. And, uh, you know, I, I historically haven't been good at learning languages. Mm. Like, I don't... I don't know my um my motherland tongue in in Ghana, so I think I, I know some words and I understand some bits and pieces. But I think that's the next phase in my development. So I just see this as a as a huge growth opportunity to start to learn some different languages as well. Hmm. Um, I also forgot to say when we were talking about safety before that it was at, that it's actually ranked in the top ten safest cities in the world. So, oh, cool. which is pretty cool. Yeah. So you know. Um, so they also like where we plan to live, which is the old town, they have a lot of festivals, they have a lot of concerts, markets, performances and things of that nature. Yep. So that's kind of like you keep things alive, but you don't overdo it where it's on like all the time. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of exciting to be able to try different things and like the old town is actually, um... Vehicle free? Yeah. Yeah. Car free zone. Yes. So um, you can only walk or cycle. Yeah. So most people cycle if they're locals. Yep. That's the only type of unsafe thing about it is that people steal other people's bikes. So yeah, so everyone gets like super cheap bikes. <laughs> so they either borrow the bike in the city or they just get like a cheap bike because yeah. someone like people just steal fancy bikes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I, I think that's more like that's even a European thing. A lot oh, of cities yeah. where yeah. people ride a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, you know, we don't plan on having a car when we're there. We'll probably just when we plan to go traveling or want to go. Yeah, which will be our nature. first time in our adult life going carless, actually. Yeah. So and it's um, kind of exciting to not be and like if you have everything that you need within walking distance or cycling distance, that's yeah. great. Yeah. So you actually lower your footprint. Oh, I think driving is overrated. I think owning cars is overrated and driving is overrated. So yeah. uh, I'm really looking forward to actually getting out some fresh air, walking, cycling, um, you know, taking groceries and a little basket in the, in a bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a welcomed uh, opportunity for us. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, it's and there's they've got daily markets. They've got some great health food stores. I've already sussed out all of the zero waste stores. Yep. So living day by day seems like it's going to be pretty cruisy, and you know, there's lots of cafes. There's lots of vegan options. Yep. I mean, even pubs serve raw cakes. Yeah. So it's like. Talk about progression. Yeah. I mean, they are a little bit backwards with some things, but yeah. when it comes to um, healthy eating, they're on. They're definitely on top of it. Yeah. So, um, in terms of the vegan scene in Ljubljana, it's actually pretty good compared to some other cities that we visited in Europe, uh, for its size in particular. Mm. And there's more and more places seems to be opening up all the time. Yeah. Um. You know, since we've been there, there have been a couple of places that have opened up that are fully vegan, which is great. Yeah. Um, that we're really looking forward to supporting and sharing and, um, you know, trying out different foods and stuff. Yeah. But also experimenting ourselves with 
with um, cooking up different foods at home that are more to the, you know, ingredients that are locally produced and stuff. Yep. Um, So... Yeah, I'd be really interested to compare um, produce because we get some pretty good produce here in Australia. Yeah. Um, So I'm really interested to see what the, like, the organic markets are like. Mm. And um and how fresh it is. So anyway, I curious. think people tend to be quite picky yeah. as well. Yeah, like I would imagine. I mean, I would say that they would be pretty good, but we'll see how it goes. Because in Canberra, here in particular, we have great selection yeah. of produce all the time. Yeah. So that's a, and and we're like we eat a lot of produce, so it's not like you know we'll go to the supermarket and come back with one bag of veggies or come back yeah. <laughs> and it'll be like five five bags later. Yeah. So um, that's really important to us. And obviously everything was factored in when we decided to move there. So it's a, it's a beautiful place. Yeah. Um, and considering that it is a medieval city, you know, like we're taking our dog Chewy with us. There's lots of places to go for walks. Yep. And... Um, in the old town in particular, there's a forest that has a castle. Yeah. So, it's just, it's absolutely stunning. And that was my backyard growing up. So, like literally our back gate Guys, this is led legit. to yeah. a... You showed me your house and I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God, the castle is like up there. Like, yeah. Up. So, I could probably like see if if I've, you know, moved far enough back. Yeah. I could see the castle from my backyard. Yeah. Like our back gate led to was part of the path up to the forest to the castle. So it was yeah. maybe like a less than a, well, what, 10, less than a 10 minute walk up to the castle. Yeah. So it was, um yeah, I didn't realize how fortunate I was until I went yeah. back twice. I was like, oh my God, I lived like on the best street possible. Yeah. So um yeah, we're looking forward to exploring and seeing where we'll be living and yeah. just embracing the European culture of actually just popping out to do, go do some work in a cafe and yep. spend a few hours there without feeling guilty. Yeah. You know? Now, I'm curious. I mean, we've talked a lot about some of the great things of mm. moving to Slovenia. Um, was there, is there anything that um, you're afraid of or you're concerned about with this move? Because, um, I mean, this is, you're super optimistic. Like, you're like, oh, you yeah. have a, such a strong <laughs> dream and vision for this. But I'm, I'm curious to challenge you the other way yeah i mean there are some things that i think about on a regular basis it's obviously being away from family and friends sure um that's probably the thing that makes me the most nervous is getting out of my comfort zone in that sense and being on the other side of the world to them um but that's also kind of exciting to challenge yourself to be on your own two feet yeah mind you we do have good i've you know i've got family that's like a two-hour drive away yeah mum's side of the family and we've got really good family friends that live in the city as well yeah so we have that security blanket and help if we need it yeah but that's probably the thing that i'm yeah or like even going there and living there for six months and going oh my god it's not all that it cracked up to be like yeah. that i imagined it to be yeah um so maybe expectations yeah. yeah, but I mean, I feel like I know the place well enough to know. It, it's yeah. obviously what you make of it as well. Sure. So if you want it to be a great experience, if you want to take the best parts of it, yeah, 
um, because, you know, we've been over the period of the last year, we've probably heard a lot of people that are specifically close to me that have come raised a lot of concerns and negative components of that. Yeah. And I just try and block that out because I don't want to be focusing on that. Sure. Um, and again, as I said, I want to just make the best out of it and yeah. focus on the positives and live a life that we want Yeah. rather than saying, oh, well, some people might be negative and focus on that, you know, like yeah. wherever you go, there's going to be negative people. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I'm excited about all the things that we've been talking about. Yeah. Because there is a lot to actually be excited yeah, about. Yeah, there is heaps, yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a challenge. Yeah. Because, you know, getting a place and sorting out your paperwork and all that sort of stuff. The logistics, yeah. And settling Chewy into the, into the place and making sure that he gets there okay. Yeah. Um, so, there's a lot of logistical things yeah but day to day i'm not really worried at all yeah is there anything that worries you look not much because i'm look i'm a pretty like even though i haven't made a move like this in my adult life before i'm pretty flexible and adaptable with things Mm. um i think the only thing i'm not sure about is how much impact the language would have yeah like because i'm just so used to having strong communication skills in English. Yeah. Like, and and to build relationships and to, um, you know, to communicate clearly. So, for that to be different mm. will be, I'm interested to see how I will respond. And also, just like, what I mean by that is like, when we're trying to apply, apply for like a, an apartment or yeah. try to do like heavy paperwork or tax returns That's what I worry about. and things yeah. like that. And it's just like, oh, like we've got to learn completely different tax law and it's just communicated properly for me to understand. It's hard enough to understand in your own language, language yeah. but then in a different language, yeah. like how, what's that going to be? Like reading labels mm. on the back of like ingredients for food and things. Yeah. Um, like... It's that, that, it's that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, Things will take longer. Yeah, it'll just take longer. Like, it'll just take more processing. And yeah. I'll need more patience to be like, oh, no, I've got to look this up or I've got to practice it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not something that I've had to ever worry about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it's just more... It's just more challenging. Yeah. Day-to-day. Just, just, yeah. Yeah, more day-to-day thinking. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably um, the only challenge that I see... Um, uh, but I, but in terms of the culture, I look forward to living in a complete like being in a different culture, mm. and whatever that brings with it, positive or negative. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, if if people are more direct there, mm. I'm going to embrace that. Like, I want to yeah. figure that out and what that looks like. I, I'm really curious to see how people approach working, mm. and like what their thoughts are on work. Like, is it important to them or not? Mm. Do they work hard or is it just like it's just a job? All yeah. right, you should be, you know, you should have good, better what balance. Their what their values yeah. are. Like the accountability around waste, you know, what their thoughts are on veganism, you know, simplicity. I'm curious about consumerism. Yeah. You know, like how much of that is evident in the shops and the way people shop there. Yeah, um, so let's talk about that. Sure. Because I guess, you know, us being minimalists, 
we we and I think that this is probably one of the reasons why living in bigger cities maybe subconsciously has been off-putting to me is because of the consumerist nature and yeah. people living the rat race the pace. and you feeling like you're a nobody. Sure. Um, so the pace of Ljubljana and the old town in particular is yes, it has like your fast fashion stores and um has boutiques and all of that sort of stuff, but they're not as in your face. There's no massive shopping center. Like the only department store is like a million years old. Yeah. And, and it's, not it's even really... quite small. Like yeah. it's not, you know, and, and I really love that. Yeah. Like they've kept the medieval town, the medieval town. Yeah. And they've adjusted. And obviously there's been a lot of change since I've lived there. Some th- places, a lot of places have closed, a lot of places have opened, but it's also not moving with the times yeah. as quickly as And it looks like hospitality dominates, oh, yeah. um, like consumer goods yeah. there, yeah. like in the city. Anyway, this is, yeah. what, this is our experience in the city, yeah. but it's just like, in most European cities, it's just like cafe after cafe, yeah. restaurant after restaurant, pub after pub, yeah. um, and there's limited consumer goods. Yeah. And like, where would I go get like electronics or clothes or yeah. whatever it is? At the same time, I'm also hopeful that we'll see more ethical consumer goods. Yeah. Not just food. Yeah. yeah. But in fashion as well. Mm. Um, I hope to pop up. I'm, I'm optimistic, but yeah. I, I don't know. Well, we'll probably do another podcast in like a year after we've lived there, but kind of you know highlighting yeah. some of the things that we've noticed that are very different to where we live now yeah um but i imagine like they're very proud of local things sure. local makers like and i guess that's with any city but i think in those areas it's more amplified because of tourism yeah so they're trying to show off the best of the best yeah. and what they've got the slovenian wine i hear is pretty divine yeah, yeah. So, and, you know, they're also big on pumpkin oil and, you know, local produce of, of all Marsha's been preparing and... me for buckwheat. <laughs> like buckwheat is everywhere there. Buckwheat's very... Yeah. I mean, no one really in Australia cooks much with buckwheat. So, yeah. it's just like, you can get it toasty, you can get it raw, you can yeah. get it in a million different ways. Yeah. You can get just pure buckwheat bread that tastes amazing like you wouldn't yeah. get that in the shops here yeah so there's obviously a lot of different things that we're going to find there that we can't find here that but that's the thing that excites me because i look forward to that it's yeah. not like it's off-putting sure but i'm prepared to like go back in time to my childhood or try different things that you know that they make so proudly yeah so um yeah so that's there's a lot of things to look forward to, but I think that there's obviously we've got to be realistic that there's going to be some challenges there as well. Yeah. But when it comes to consumerism, I think that the pace is is right for us because it's not as in your face as it would be in so many other places. Yeah. That it's dominant in. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, getting back to your question about like, you know, as minimalists, you know, you know, what is attractive about it? Of course, the consumerism is a factor, but I think, you know, minimalism is a personal decision. So it's whatever yeah. you define as essential. Yeah. And, you know, having the courage to eliminate the rest. And for us at this point in our lives, um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I want to live in a big city because there's things to do, right? Mm. But I think it all comes down to what you define as what you're doing. 
yeah what you plan on doing in that city so for us a really comf uh, like a comfortable level of things to do is going to be around like festivals and markets we love festivals and markets um so there's a lot of that happening in the capital city of slovenia um we also love to travel so being part of the eu and being close to so many countries is a huge like is really appealing to us so if you look at like our forecasted budget for when we are living in slovenia a huge amount of the budget is going towards traveling right so uh consumer goods and buying stuff is very minimal budget but traveling is a high budget hmm. so you know that's the, the the type of experiences that we want to seek yeah. uh, when we're not only just living in slovenia but having access to the rest of europe as well yeah um, but then within Slovenia, there's a lot of experiences. So um, now we're not super outdoorsy um, and we're not skiers. <laughs> <laughs> but not to say that we won't pick it up later, but that, that because of the, like, you know, 73% is covered by forests of, of the whole country. It is divine. The nature is absolutely amazing. So a lot of locals spend a lot of time outside and I think feeding off that energy is going to be really beneficial when yeah. people are out canoeing or skiing or whitewater rafting uh, or cycling or hiking or hiking it's going to be you know whether we're participating actively or not I think it's, just, it's a really positive thing to be surrounded by yeah. yeah yeah and you don't have to travel far for that to happen which is the great thing you know yeah. it's not like a you need to take days off work you can just go for the day yeah and make it happen for yourself. But yeah, I mean, we're creating an environment where it's easy for us to have experiences. And yeah. I think that that's what a lot of the time European culture is about yep. as well. And I feel like we've probably underplayed it here in Canberra. Like there's so many more things that we could be doing oh, here. Oh, for sure. But I don't know. I think maybe we've just been focusing on so many other things until this point to... And maybe they just haven't been as but, appealing but, to us. But, but you know I just, what? There's I don't actually, know. but uh, we've talked about this. There's actually, um, fun, like, there's nothing wrong with Canberra. No, no, no. There's we, nothing we love wrong. Canberra. We actually, Canberra's great. we we love it. It's that's why it's and been it's so getting hard. Better. It's getting better. That's why yeah. it's actually been hard for us. It's taken us such a long time in our adulthood life. I mean, mm. I know a lot of people don't um, even leave their city or wherever they are, but it's taken us a while to leave because it's been hard for us to justify living anywhere else. Hmm. And that's, that shows nothing but respect to Canberra. Yeah. Um, and there's heaps to do here. Yeah. And there's lots of great nature as well. I yeah. think, um, you know, we were just looking to go redefine ourselves in a different environment. And, and Slovenia is just, it's just, it's different. It's different. It's different. And it's something, I guess for me personally, I feel more connected with Europe and the lifestyle there than I do here. So yeah. I think that that's what I look forward to the most is feeling more at home. Yeah. And that's, I guess, something that I've voiced for a long time now is that yeah. as much as I don't feel like an Aussie, probably when we get there, I'll probably feel more like an Aussie than I will. For sure. <laughs> and who knows in five years' time, you'll have greater perspective to go, oh, yeah, yeah. I see both sides. And yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. really even appreciate Australia more, perhaps. Probably um, will. But, Again, because yeah. you'll miss it. You'll miss all of the things. And I think that since we've made the decision to move and it's approaching closer, we're starting to appreciate yeah. Canberra and what it has to offer yeah. more. I'm sure you'll be missing the snakes and the spiders. Oh, please, what snakes? The redbacks. <laughs> um, the huntsmen's. 
Michael, stop scaring people from coming to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> the crocodiles. Well, we don't get crocodiles in Canberra. No. But if you go up north, there's lots of crocs there. You'll be missing them. Yeah. I can't miss something Australia's, that I've never experienced. Australia is dangerous, man. But like, honestly, <laughs> the thing like, is, like, though, we don't. I don't on a daily basis. I have no fear of anything. No, no, of course we don't. It's, it's. Look, it's Australia. I mean, especially Canberra. There's no. There's hardly, like, they talk about deadly. Okay, we do have like um, brown snakes and stuff. Yeah. But, like where we live, I've, I'm yet to see a snake. Yeah, you we lived here for 23 Sy- years. So you haven't seen a snake. Well, no, I've lived in Canberra for 21. I lived in Sydney for two years with my family. And I saw enough snakes and spiders to last me a lifetime because our house was very close to a, um, was it a rainforest or like just some reserve, reserve, massive, like, um, yeah. And so many times I'm sure there was lots of nests and stuff around in our house. And I remember one day in particular, we came home, my dad just dropped us all off and there was a beautiful snake wrapped just nicely curled up on our front doorstep and it was a deadly snake. Yeah. And we're just like, um, trying to... <laughs> Welcome to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> trying to... And dad just drove off and we're like, what on earth do we do now? So yeah. we had to like carefully walk around the back and I've seen my dad like chop off necks of snakes that look like we're about to attack us. And when you've got small children, you can't risk that. Like you can't, yeah. there's nothing... Yeah. That you can do. And there was heaps of like big spiders that were also deadly. So yeah. compared to that, living in Canberra is a breeze. Yeah. You know what though? I will not miss getting swooped by birds. Oh, that I'm so excited I mean, excited if I get about. swooped in Slovenia, I, I think I'm just cursed at that point because... <laughs> uh, okay, people who live in Slovenia listen to this podcast. Do you get swooped? Do you even know what I'm talking about when I say swoop? Because like in Canberra, every spring... The, the birds just go crazy. It's mating season. It's Testosterone is running high and, and they are just going crazy. And they attack you. They attack you when you're riding your bike. They attack you when you're walking your dog. They attack you on your own property. You um, just step out the door and if there's like a, a nest nearby or yeah. a tree next to your house and they're not familiar with you. It's like Jurassic Park. They, they like, will try and yeah. like hit you yeah and and it's um and they're aggressive and it's like it's we say it and it's look when you watch somebody get swooped it's hilarious no it's not it, I, I feel find sorry it funny. for the person well yeah because it happens it's just so mean <laughs> it's such an <laughs> you're getting attacked by, by birds yeah i put yeah. myself in their yeah, shoes okay. that's okay. bad karma but Michael. it is but look at the same time like you have to adjust where you walk and everything and it's um, I'm, you know what? what for three months straight this year or last year i can't remember when yeah I walked Chewy, our dog, the same route every single day for three months because I, so if they get, if they know you and they see you on a regular basis, they won't swoop because they don't see you as a threat. So I picked a route that I knew that there was no birds that would sweep me. I just walked that same route. I was too scared (laughs) to go past that. Yeah. And like, I remember coming to visit my parents and there was a magpie that was swooping literally in front of their house. So I'd park the car, get out of the car and they'd start swooping. Yeah. And my heart would almost stop. Yeah. As soon as you hear the flapping of the wings, <laughs> like I'd start, di- even now, like even though yeah. it's not swooping season, I hear the flapping near my head and I start freaking yeah. out. 
Yeah, look, it's, I know it sounds like an exaggeration, <laughs> it's, it's, but until you experience... <laughs> they take chunks out of your head. Yeah, until you experience I mean, it. we haven't experienced yeah. that, I but have no, I've never we've got heard contact. of people. Yeah. Um, I think it's just the, the fact that, like, you have to... <laughs> you're constantly looking out for it. It's like the anticipation. Yeah. I think that's what's draining. You're laughing about it now because you know you're not going to experience exactly. it again, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> but then we've got to deal with ticks. Yeah. So apparently there's lots of ticks in Slovenia. So any of you guys that are listening and you have any advice for for ticks and how to protect besides having putting those um gels or whatever it is on your dogs. Like yeah. if there's a collar or nat like we prefer natural. And even ticks for ourselves too. For ourselves obviously. Yeah. If you have any tips, can you please let us know? Like yeah. we'd love to get as many people letting us know what the best way to yeah because we don't know like we're that's one thing is, that yeah. I'm actually paranoid okay. about yeah it and is. it's very like because there's so much nature that it's like and they can be deadly so yeah. um, that's one thing that I'm petrified about is having to like check us and the dog every time we step out the door in nature yeah like my dad was saying last week that when we lived there, you'd literally just walk past. You wouldn't even be touching branches. It's like they are waiting on the tip of a <laughs> of a leaf and they just jump down onto you. They're so skilled, are they? They're like assassins. <laughs> exactly. They're waiting for they like... They want your blood. Yeah. <laughs> so it's... I think, um... I think your dad is trying to scare you from moving to Slovenia. Oh, there's been so many Slovenia. things that he's trying yeah. to scare me with. Um, look, I don't know. I don't think ticks have ninja, ninja qualities. Uh, oh, you never know. Absolute athletes, risk takers. Yeah. That would jump off leaves and yeah. ambush you. Yeah. But um, anyway, but yeah, we... Look, there's there's always going to be some sort of natural threat in any country, right? So I think. Um, I mean, but as long as they're not sweeping the birds, I'm down. The smaller kind, rather than like yeah. you know, a bloody crocodile or a, <laughs> a funnel web spider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I forgot about that. That's probably the thing that makes me the most nervous moving to Slovenia is the yeah. tick situation. Look, I'm sure there's going to be other things that we're unaware of, but that's part that's part of the excite like that's part of the journey, right? And learning about a new country. Yeah, and hopefully not dying. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Okay, I'm exaggerating. Yes. Now. Well, I'm not. They can kill you, but you just have to be diligent enough to check yeah. yourself all the time and make sure that you protect yourself as well and not be silly as to how you dress and where you go and stuff. Yeah. We'll pick it up. So, anyways, yeah. Have you got um, anything else you'd like no, to say? No, no, I think that's it. I think this is, you know, this is a very raw conversation with us anticipating what it's going to be like. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, we still plan on um, launching a YouTube channel to document the actual journey um, as when well. When that happens, we don't know, but it'll probably happen in the next Yeah, two, when, three as months. we get closer to moving yeah. there. Um, we've got a lot in our plates at the moment. But, um, but I think, you know... Uh, you know, with that YouTube channel, this podcast, even the blog, <clears throat> we'll certainly be giving regular updates of what it's like. And I think, you know, a, a big a big thing for us is intentionality. You know, it's minimalist vegans moving to Slovenia. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, every decision we're making is very intentional. Yeah. And I want to see, you know, how, how much that pays off when we actually move there and what changes we need to make. And I hope that, you know, I guess listening and tuning in and hearing more about Slovenia and Ljubljana and why we've decided to move there, actually, you can see why it's so appealing to us oh, yeah. and why um, 
why we're attracted to to give it a go. And, you know, who knows how long we're going to be there for. Yep. We're not, you know, we have actually, we don't really have a plan. We just, we just going with how we feel right now. Yep. And it's a big, it's a big hurdle that we've got to get over. We've got obviously plans within our business and what we want to do with the minimalist vegan and all of that. Yep. And now that we're full time in it, but in terms of where we're going to live, that we've kind of left open as to how we feel about it and what's yeah. happening. So, um, who knows, we might be there for two years, we might be there for five, we might be there for ten, we might be there for life. But at this point in time, we're just focusing on getting there in August yeah, and and taking it from there. And, you know, as Michael was saying, the, everything that we do, we want it to be with intention. So if it kind of doesn't feel like it's the right place for us, we have no problem yeah. Leaving. Oh, yeah. Um, but at this point in time, we feel like it really ticks all of the boxes for us. So I don't see why we wouldn't be there on the long term. Yeah. Um, but we're also, you know, we're also brave enough to to up and go and try different things as well. So well, that's the that's the way we, um, we have set up our lives. Hmm. You know what I mean? So we 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 don't like the idea of a nomadic lifestyle. No, um, we, we do like, like to we like get to settle down and yeah. and and get rooted where we are, but at the same time we want flexibility. Mm. So we want we want things to be flexible and open um, because we can change our minds. We acknowledge that, yeah. but we also want to be able to, you know, act on that if we need yeah. to. And it's interesting, like even how you're talking about we want this, we want that, and and saying that we're very intentional like we actually think about things a lot and we 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 uh, sculpt our future how we see like this is how we want to live our lives right now yep um and i think you know how we've been telling people that we're moving a lot of people are very excited for us some people they're jealous some people are still probably puzzled as to why we'd (laughs) want to leave here but yeah at the end of the day, 90% of people are really excited and, and or jealous that we're following our dreams. And it kind of makes me sad that, well, why aren't more people doing that? You know, like you, you're here on this planet to, to, to live it as full as you possibly can. And obviously some of us have restrictions, but I think that's what minimalism has allowed us to be able to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so that's the power of adopting a minimalist lifestyle is opening up the opportunities for so many more things, you know, like freeing yourself of debt, freeing yourself of deciding not to have children, freeing yourself of um, commitments that lock you down long-term that don't bring you joy. And if they do, that's great. But for us, these are the things and the questions and the thoughts that we have as to how we want to actually live our lives. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. I think that's a nice way to end this conversation, actually. Yeah. So if you have any questions about any of what we've talked about or any suggestions on the questions that we asked you guys, um, share them with us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Um, And if you've got any experiences of, you know, taking perceived risk in your life because you want to live more intentional. Or if you live in Slovenia or Ljubljana, get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I and hope you enjoy this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get something out of it. Yep. 
Um, and look, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next episode. Yeah, sounds good. All Thanks, right. guys. Bye. Bye. So there it is, guys. Minimalist vegans moving to Slovenia. I can't tell you how excited we are to change up our environments. Uh, but we also know it's going to come with a lot of challenges, but we're up for it. I think that's all part of our growth opportunity. At the end of the day, it just feels so empowering to go after the things you want in life and not sit back and have things passively happen to you. And uh, we owe a lot to minimalism for freeing up our capacity and bandwidth to proactively take on risks. You'll be able to find the links that we mentioned in this episode over at the show notes, theminimalistvegan.com slash 014. That's theminimalistvegan.com slash 014. Again, if you're listening to this and are based in Slovenia or Europe in general, would love to hear from you and uh, build a bit of a connection over there. You can reach out to us via our website or on social media. It doesn't really matter. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode. We really appreciate your attention and we never take it for granted. Here's to living with less stuff and more compassion. Peace.